Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for life. Be Messiah Jesus, Holy Spirit indwelling you upon belief. And as you build, it's beneficial for you and everybody else that's here. So you have your own piece of this wall to build in this body of Christ. I'm doing my piece. We, you have yours, whatever it is. We're all taking Well, I don't do anything in this church, Ray. Well, if you go out and share the gospel of Jesus with people, you are. That's your part of the wall to build. And guys, your part should be personal to you. It should be personal to you. Like it was the guys that built in front of their own home in front of their house. This is personal to me because it comes to my family. should be personal to build in the body of Christ because being in the body of Christ is your home. It is your defense. Now, you remember those nobles who didn't work. They didn't feel like it. They thought they were too good to work. They thought they were too high. They thought too highly of themselves. God's Word says no one is too high to build the body of Christ. As a matter of fact, those that are proud, God opposes them. Be careful of that. Well, not my thing. Be careful. Well, I'm too good for that. Be careful. Be careful. I remember that day we all built walls, so to speak. We had a lot of people in here painting. I'm not a painter. I don't know how to paint. I don't know if Chase knows how to paint. He must have covered, I don't know, a lot of that down that hallway. I mean, I, we were all doing stuff. Mike, Byron, all y'all were, a bunch of y'all were coming in here. How many of you are painters? I mean, many of you were probably not, but you did what you could, right? We all pitched in. The Word of God tells us we should all be building the body of Christ, and we should all use our varying gifts. You have gifts that I don't have. I'm looking at some of you eye to eye right now. You have gifts I do not have. Oh, you're the pastor. You're so wonderful, Ray. Hey, hey, you've got gifts I ain't got that I don't have. You're building a section of wall I can't build. Nehemiah couldn't build this whole thing himself. I can't do this whole thing myself. I need you, and you need me more than you realize. And everybody in here, we all need to use our various gifts. Romans 12, verse 3 says, for I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another, having then gifts deferring according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, 
He who leads with diligence. He who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Friends, whatever your traits are, whatever your skills, the things you're good at, take it and come use it in here. Use it with personal interest, with personal devotion, motivation, with diligence. That's your part to give. You realize when you came in here today, you brought in something the church didn't have without you, okay? We're all supposed to use it. We all have our unique gifts. We have our unique skills to build up everybody in the body of Christ. Even though we use our gifts in different areas and in different ways, just like a band, like a music band, they play different notes, but they're all producing music. A football team, they have different positions, but they're all pushing to the same goal, even though each different guy has a different place on the field. If we all do it, we're all pushing for the glory of God. This is for the glory of God. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about how you feel. It ain't about how I feel. This is about the glory of God. You want to glorify your God? Then welcome to the body of Christ. Good place to be. So if you see somebody doing some service to God, and it can be a temptation to think, why can't I be like him? You ever done that? Oh, I wish I could play guitar as good as Byron. There's a temptation to say, I wish I could be like so-and-so over there. Why can't I do like this guy's doing? How come I can't do that work instead of this work? Then we start getting envious. Then that divisiveness creeps in. Oh, gosh, I wish I could preach like Ray. You realize there's a lot of guys I wish I could preach like them. I wish I could do things like Mike can do. I wish I could do sound like Gabe does. I wish I... You, you end up thinking about the other guy's wall. That's not your place. You do yours, and you do it the best you can. And then somebody will look at you and go, oh, how do you do that so well? Then you get to tell them how you do it. It's like, man, I used to wish I could do your part. (laughs) You concentrate on your part of the wall. What they're doing might not be best suited for your gifts. Their place might be better suited for them, so do your part. I know we had goldsmiths and perfumers working on the wall, people whose gifts had nothing to do with wall building. But it was strategic for them to build where they were. It was their assignment. You could be thinking, well, Ray, I have no gifts i have no skills that have anything to do with the church you want to make a bet you come talk to me about what your background is i'll tell you what you can do with it in the body of christ i came up doing radio and electronics i remember i went to bible college and i i they said do you have a degree i had a degree in electronics engineering i said no i don't have a degree and they did some research and they said yeah you do you've got a degree well it's in electronics why didn't you tell us yeah, that transfers right in. I had no idea. I, I could use it for something. And now we're on the radio. I, I certainly have to mess with electronics with all this stuff. I'm using it. You have what can be used here. But guys, it could be a waste of time for you to try to serve in a way that God has not gifted you with. That's something else I want to point out. I've seen a lot of times people saying, well, I want to do this because they were envious of someone else. And so they tried to do work in the ministry that God never called them to do. I went to school with a whole college full of people that all said they were called to be pastors. They were not all called to be pastors. They tried to start a church and it fell miserably and it hurt a lot of people. You're not called to do exactly what you want necessarily. It could also be damaging for you to try to serve in another area where the Lord God has not assigned you. Let me put it in this context. Lots of people hate their job. 
I was that guy. I hate my job. I hate being here. I don't like it here. And they always think, I, I just wish I could be somewhere else, anywhere but here. Be careful that you do not try to abandon or try to hate the present assignment where God has assigned you to work. Be careful. You hate the job? Okay, hate the job, but love glorifying God there in it. Because there are lost people in that job place that need what you have. Build on your part of the wall. I can't build in your job. I'm not employed where you work. You have to build there. God has assigned your place to work. Do it for the glory of God. Now, Paul explained how believers should be about this in Ephesians 4.15. Grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective work by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying, which means building itself up in love. Your part is your part. Your piece of wall is your piece of wall. Take it personal. This is my part of the wall. God gave me this assignment. I'm going to do it the best I can because that's your place to build. Okay, you may hate your job. That's fine. Love the people in it. Glorify the Lord. Build on your part. So we're, we've got different people here. We've got perfumers. We've got goldsmiths. We've got priests to merchants. I'll tell you what, though. We don't need any nobles in here, okay? If you're a noble and you think you might be a noble and you're sorry about it, repent before the Lord and say, Father, forgive me. Come talk to us, and we'll, we'll plug you in, okay? We do different work, yet everybody's work is equally important. Your work is equally important. Well, Ray, I'm not doing as much as you. You're up there at that pulpit. you got the big radio show. You're the pastor. You've got the network. You, your part is just as important, just as important. Do you realize that the dung gate was no less important than the sheep gate? It was just as important because each had its own function. If you had any holes in the wall anywhere, the enemy could come in. Your part may not seem as important, but it is part of the defense, and we need to close that wall up. Don't look at me and say, I'm better, or I'm higher, or I'm whatever. Don't do that envious thing. Just take your part of the wall and work on that, okay? Building up the body of Christ is all of our responsibility. Friends, we're all in it together. There's no need to be envious, or I wish I could be like him or her or whatever. We're all in this together. It is all of our responsibility. It's our defense. It's all of our jobs to build where we are assigned. Don't be envious of somebody that seems to have the better assignment. They can't do your assignment. You can't do theirs either. God is using their gifting there. He's using your gifting where you are, and he assigns them where they are because that's suitable for their role. You're suitable for yours. I'll tell you right now, Byron is more suited to lead worship than I am because that's his assigned location. That's where he is set to build. I do my part next to him. That's my part to build, okay? So let's all build each other up in your respected assignments, your role where the Lord has placed us all individually as part of the whole body of Christ. Now, in Nehemiah 3, we saw individual people working together in unity to build up Jerusalem in their own capacity and their own assigned locations for the betterment of everyone. 
many of them, they got their sense of godly service from their parents or from a good mentor. And that happens with us as well. Proverbs 23, 12, apply your heart to instruction and your ears to the words of knowledge. There's a version of the Bible out there called the easy to read version. I like it. It basically says, listen to your teacher and learn all you can. Listen and learn all you can. Nobles, they refuse to work. Apparently, they never learned to listen to instruction. Elisha had a long line of God-fearing men they, that had taught him well. He was wanting to work. The priests who rebuilt the sheep gate, they would not have been there if it wasn't for Ezra's ministry many years prior. That means they listened, right? They were listened to the calling to turn back to God. Now, this is the kind of effect I want this church to have that you go out and you teach people in your way, in your assignment, in your giftings, where the Lord put you. You teach people the gospel of Jesus Christ, and you do that, you will have a great influence on people that will go out way past just you. We can turn our society into people who actually want to serve in the building up of the body of Christ. We don't have much of a society like that right now, but if we'll get out there and build, they will it will have an influence and they will turn. Now, I know the world looks impossible out there, especially when you watch the news. Oh, gosh, that's the last thing I want to see. It probably looked impossible to Nehemiah when he saw the broken down walls of Jerusalem. He probably thought, oh, my goodness, look at how bad this is. But because he had a team and because he had each person working in their assigned place, they were able to do it. And I'm telling you, however bad it looks out there, we have a team, we have the body of Christ, we are able to do it through Jesus Christ together. And I really want to drive that home, because you're not just here to hear me read a book. You can read that book at home. What I'm here to do is build you. You're here with other people for them to build you too. Well, I could read the Bible by myself. Sure, you can. Go home and read it. But coming in the body of Christ, this is building up together. This is teamwork. This is defense. This is protection. They built in record time, and it was done by God's plan, who put it in Nehemiah's heart to do it. 1 Corinthians seven seventeen, As God has distributed to each one, as the Lord has called each one, so let him walk. How God called you, walk in it. Bring it here. We're better for it. Each person, you live in whatever situation the Lord has assigned to you, just as God has called you. But I want to say, don't be afraid of failing because you're not working in the kingdom of God by yourself. That's what all of us are here for. And thank you all for being here today. (laughs) Jesus is always with us. And plus, this is why you need to be in the assembly of God's church, because wherever you lack, someone else has it and vice versa. That's why it's important to know we're all in it together. We're going to pass out communion now. If we can have a couple guys that can pass the communion. Where's the communion elements? Are they over there? Okay. Y'all can start passing those out. I'm going to pray. Because in communion, it's to remember what the Lord God has done for us. That he came and died for us. None of this would be possible if Jesus hadn't decided to give up his life. And the Lord God sent him to die in our place. Because we sin, we sin bad. Guys, I'll tell you, I'm the biggest sinner in the room. I, you have no idea what I've done. God knows what I've done. I've confessed it. I've repented of it. He's forgiven me. 
I don't want to make you think that I'm Mr. Goody Two-Shoes up here. I blew it, guys. I blew it bad. Very bad. But Jesus knew that about me, and he knew it about you. It's okay. Yeah, we messed up, but it's all right. Jesus put himself in our place. He got between us and the wrath of God and said, I'm building protection. He got where we live and said, I'm building right here. He's our priest who built a defense for us. He died on the cross and took the death penalty that was supposed to come to us. And he died in our place so that we could be free. And I'm thankful for what he did. And because he did it, he has asked us to do communion, to remember him. So, Father, as we prepare to do communion, we thank you, Lord God, for what you have done for us. You didn't have to do it. You could have said, that's too bad. You sinned. You messed up. It's over for you. But you didn't want to leave us hanging like that. You wanted us. You took it up personal to come and get us. You came and you died. Despite what I've done, you came and died even though I don't deserve it. And I thank you for it, Father God. You are so good. And in Luke 22, verse 14, it says, When the hour had come, he sat down and the twelve apostles with him. Then he said to them, With fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I will no longer eat of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took the cup, and he gave thanks, and he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves, for I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread, and he gave thanks, and he broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. He said, Just do this to remember me. And he had said that this cup... This body, this bread was his body, and the cup was the new covenant in his blood, which is shed for you. He shed it for you to save you. If Jesus could do all that, he wasn't too proud like a noble. I'm the king of all creation. I don't have to come down to you. He came down to us, and he died. He built us up in his righteousness. If Jesus could do that, don't you think we could do this here? Father, thank you for your people coming in today. Lord, I thank you for your word. What a word it has been. Lord, I pray for everyone here to take personal what they've picked up today and they put it back out in their culture. Help us, Lord God, how to work on our own section of wall. Lord, I don't know what my section of wall is. Lord, I ask you to show them where they're to build, how they're to build. Thank you for giving us personal involvement. We have something to do in your kingdom work. Thank you. Lead everybody here on how to do it. In your name. In your name, Jesus. Amen. God, my God, I cry out. The love needs you now. God, be near, calm my fear, and take my doubt. The kindest one pulls me up. Your love is all that. 
draws me I will lift my eyes to the maker of the mountains I can climb I will lift my eyes to the calmer of the ocean ranging wide I will lift my eyes to the healer of the hurt I hold inside my eyes left my eyes to you God my God let mercy sing her melody over me God right here all I bring it's all of me Your kind is what pulls me up Your love is all that draws me I will lift my eyes to the maker Of the mountains I can climb I will lift my eyes to the calmer Of the ocean ranging wild I will lift my eyes to the healer of the hurt I hold inside. I will lift my eyes, lift my eyes to you. Cause you are and you were and you will be forever the love I needed to save me. Cause you fashioned what you came in i sure hope so and you don't go telling people you got it from me okay don't tell anybody that you tell everybody who you got it from who'd you get it from he's got a name what's his name jesus christ gave it to you you got it from his word amen i hope you're built up today i am just by seeing you today thank you for being here all right go get them guys Thank you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time 
unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.